Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Tim McKernan with you here on 101 ESPN. Action Jackson on the ones and twos. And it is our pleasure to welcome to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line friend of the show, Tyoka Jackson. Tyoka, good morning. Tim, what's good, man? How you doing? I am doing very well. I'm so glad. You know, we were. I was texting you last week, seeing if you could come on after the Rams played uh, the 49ers, and I knew that it was uh, for you going to be going to be tough. But I'm glad that we didn't talk on Monday because it's perfect that we're having you on today with the story of this lawsuit. I'm really anxious to get your perspective, kind of do a deep dive on it, do a couple of segments with you, and and I know you were talking to Jackson and said you'd love to to hear from people best way for uh for us to do that if people agree disagree or if they have questions or thoughts is to text in 65780 is how you can text in agree disagree you know ideally we can keep it civil but you know i recognize it's 2022 and that might be difficult but either way <laughs> uh, hearing hearing different perspectives so um when you when you read this story last night on the Flores lawsuit what what stood out to you the most as somebody who spent time in the league successful franchises knows so many people in the league now some of the guys you played with coaching in the league you were just at the game on Sunday. What's so? It's not like you're disconnected. Is my point. What was your first thing that uh, that, that jumped out to you? Or what jumped out to you most, Tyoka? Not shocked at all. The only shock was that there's finally proof. Um, you know, when you're black or brown in America, you know that racism and discrimination and um, just the marginalization of people that look like you happen in all walks of life. So, but it's just really hard to prove it. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to prove that, hey, I didn't get that opportunity because I was black, you know, as opposed to I, I wasn't good enough. And so when you're listening or when you're speaking to people who've never experienced that, especially generationally, it's hard to get, you know, someone to bend their ear and understand where you're coming from. They may try, but, you know, even, you know, at their defense, it's hard for them to steal you because they know at the end of the day, at you know, the cream always rises to the top. And why are you com- complaining? And that's how I was raised. And that's how I raised my kids. However, I will also tell them the truth. That institutionalized racism in America exists. And we need to be honest about it to all races. Because the truth of the matter is, Tim, I need your people, people that look like you, to understand and end it. Because I can't. And people who look like me can't end it because I just don't have the power. The 32 NFL teams, none of them are owned by black people or brown people, Hispanic, whatever. And so the only people that can end this are the owners. But when you're white in America, you don't experience institutionalized 
racism. So so ending and dismantling institutionalized racism is never at the top of your agenda. It's never in the top 100. And so that's why the Brian Flores uh, story exists. I'm going to add, and, I, and you know I'm coming from a good place. If I didn't want to discuss it, we wouldn't we wouldn't have have you on for a couple of segments. So I'm asking this from a good place to understand it, and I would imagine some people listening might be wondering this themselves. What I read from the litigation, and I want to be clear, it's not like I read all 50 plus pages of it, but the stories of litigation mm-hmm. and the examples of it. From my standpoint, the fact that only one team is at this moment, I would imagine that will change, especially now, but only one team is coached by um, a blackhead coach, Mike Tomlin. Whoa, 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 whoa. One second, Tim. Why would you imagine that would change? Honestly, though, tell me. Why would you imagine that? I'm curious to know. I believe that the NFL will pressure organizations to hire a black coach after this. Based on what? Based what on the based on? on the PR fallout and that all hell's breaking loose. This is their move. All this is the same. This is the same operation that was going out of their way. I believe mm-hmm. behind the scenes to make sure that Colin Kaepernick was not a quarterback anywhere. Not to say that he was some star quarterback when he was heading mm-hmm. out of the league. Why? Because mm-hmm. it was bad for business. And now the league, all of their commercials in between playoff games is showing people of color and talking about how they are going to advance and how the NFL is completely behind them. Well, things suddenly changed after George Floyd. So I think they're going whichever way the wind blows, which is wherever the money blows. That's why I think. Okay. Well, and you might be right. I, I personally see no history of that so I, i'm not going to assume that again being black in america I, I i don't see that optimism maybe you're right yeah and i, I, and I don't even know if i would call it optimistic so much as just believing this is how the human there let me put it this way if i could bet everything i have that i believe there are five remaining openings um for the head coaching positions of a variety of organizations one of course mm-hmm. the miami dolphins uh, Jaguars, Texans, and I don't know who else I'm leaving out. Vikings, Harbaugh being talked about for the Vikings. Uh, I would be, sh- if the over-under is a half, which I know is super low, but that would mean just mm-hmm. one. Oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. I'd bet all day. you bet the over. Oh, yeah. yeah. All, would you bet the over or are you on the under? Uh, I, can I push? <laughs> no, I, would, I, would, I would bet the under. I would. I would bet the under because, you know, you, you don't get to tell a billionaire, uh, what he wants, what he needs to do with his his money and his in his uh, business. Yeah, uh, that that would be my guess. But 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 to your point, it, it, you know what I, I I do correct myself. That, that's not optimism. Who the hell wants the job that way? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That was that was my point yeah. on it. I know. Yeah, I, I'm with you now. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, who the hell wants it that way? Why Why do we need this crap to push for something that shouldn't need to be pushed for? Why wouldn't you want the best? woman or man for the job regardless of what they look like i know that's what it says on paper i mean that's the whole thing about this i'm like every organization has documents that say we only will hire the best regardless of color or uh, or orientation we will only rent to uh, those who qualify regardless of uh, sexual orientation or race or gender, we will sell to anyone regardless of that's that's what all of the organizations have, but yet the facts are everything in America is segregated based on race and based on um, money and generally unfortunately disproportionately, people who are black and brown fall in that money category as well and that's that's the inconvenient truth so you know so we have to be able to say why is this happening what 
What's so wrong with having a black head coach for your football coach? I, 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 I do. I really. I know it's. I, I know it's, we hear from people. Okay, and we got a bunch of people texting in, and, and you're welcome. Anybody's welcome. I'll read. I'll read whatever. Like I said, ideally it's civil, but yeah. I know that when you have this topic, it inevitably can go off the rails. But we'll try to keep it uh, with the with the responses we read uh, as civil as possible. I, I saw you talking about the Rooney Rule, so I have two questions on this. First off, I, I truly don't know. From my standpoint, and maybe I'm coming at this from a more utopian view of the world, but if somebody wins, I couldn't care any less. And and I should include the disclaimer. I want the person to be, you know, not some kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know who would be considered the worst conduct head coach. Maybe you would be able to name somebody. Probably not your style to name somebody. But, you know, <laughs> within, within the realm of reason that they win, right. I don't think a fan base or around the league people are going to, oh, well, he's a black guy or, oh, he's gay. I just don't mm-hmm. think people care in 2022 for the most part. Let me put it that way, that it's going to impact mm-hmm. things. I think the difference on Kaepernick and why that was different is that people felt, now whether they agree or disagree, just stating from what I think some people felt was that by kneeling, he was disrespecting the country and or those who were serving. Not to go down the Kaepernick road, but I think that would be the difference and why it's not apples to apples. So I look around the league and I go, I'm, I, I truly am surprised. First off, I remember being surprised when Flores was let go in Miami about three weeks ago. But then secondly, man, it is really kind of bizarre that there's only one black head coach in the league. So then you can't help but go, something's got to be going on. I just don't know why somebody as a billionaire, they care about winning. They've got money. They're good. Why wouldn't they just go, I'm going to hire the best guy. But mathematically, it just doesn't add up. What do you think's going on? It's called implicit bias. You have it. I have it. Every human being on the face of the earth has it. Unfortunately, your implicit biases, C's, um, affect me horribly because of the way America's system has been created historically. Again, these are very tough words and subjects to talk about, but making them, them being tough does not mean we shouldn't. And it's, that's yeah. why I'm so thankful that you and I have these conversations. I love and having so these that, conversations. That's right. And so, and so everyone who's listening can hear, uh, the, you know, the words that are coming out of your mouth and are coming out of mine. And you just helped me realize an important point just a few minutes ago. And, you know, so that's why they're so important, but, Back to my, my answer. It's implicit bias. Yeah, on the surface, it makes absolutely no sense. But yet here we are. It's been how many years the NFL has been in existence now? A hundred? Over a hundred? Mm-hmm. Or somewhere? Yeah. And yet there's never been a black owner. You think it's because black billionaires don't exist? Of course they exist. You think Jay-Z couldn't put together a team to, to be in a majority owner of a football team? Of course he could. I mean, there's a man out in Denver right now who is trying to buy the Denver Broncos. Now, I would say to you, after this story, I think his his package and his group look a hell of a lot better. Than <laughs> I would agree. Now you're starting to see how I see ago. it. Yes. Yeah. No, no question. No question about that. Now, that part is that's a little different. That's a little different conversation because you're not forcing one owner to make a decision about his own team. This that that team is being sold by. Um, the family, right? By not the even Bullens. being yeah, right, and it's and it's actually being sold by. Um, I want to say it's a uh, a trust is actually selling it. It's, you know, so their their job is just to sell to the highest bidder to get the most money for the trust. So right. at the end of the day, um, if his if his bid is good enough, 
I, I, you know, I would, I would be shocked. I, I'm sorry. I apologize for not remembering his name right now, but a quick Google by your super producer, Action Jackson, can bring up the gentleman's name, the billionaire who's from Denver, yeah. who's uh, looking to look black billionaire. But the point is uh, implicit bias. We're raised with it, and it's not something that lives in our forefront of our mind. But it's in our subconscious. So I, I, you've said that you've said that a few times for the purpose of what you are. I think I know what you're saying by it. In other words, it's subconscious. Yeah. It's not like people are like, man, I really believe white people are better. Man, I really believe right. black people are better. But you're saying it's you relate to someone better, and then therefore you are more likely to subconsciously give that person favor, even if you don't necessarily dislike a race, religion, sexual orientation. That's what you're saying. Am I right? I'm saying that, and then conversely, you dislike another group more, and those groups that you name would be there. Okay. And that's all based on images that you've been exposed to from the youngest age, how conversations were handled, the facial expressions when certain subject matter come up from people you trust, whether it be parents, teachers, or whatever. The fact that I was taught that Christopher Columbus discovered America, and I grew up looking at money and every face on the money was white and every superhero I loved was white. That really did a number on me, Tim, growing up. Now, again, I'm going, I'm 50, so I'm not sitting here saying everybody has the same baggage I have. I'm just unpacking my baggage for you. So I, it really did a number on me. And, and I had to, fortunately, I had parents who helped me learn and love myself and taught me the truth about uh, African uh, people and how um, African people were imported here as slaves and how we were able to persevere and overcome in spite of the hardest uh, conditions and in spite of systematic uh, oppression and rules and laws being passed to hold us down. We have, in spite of all of that, we've succeeded. So that gave me the, the, the self-esteem to believe in myself and to love myself and to love everybody else who looks like me. If you don't have people stepping in to reverse some of these implicit biases, then they're going to exist. Why don't I hate white people? I don't hate white people because I have, I have white people in my family. I've, got, I was been, I've been taught and loved by white people. So for me, it was not easy or it was easy to not hate white people. So again, some of my favorite characters growing up were white. So of course, I, how can I hate, you know, Superman, Spider-Man, of course. But then where's the other side for white folks growing up? You know, where, where are these images and these heroes? It's not the way it used to be, you know, in the 70s. But, but yes, it still exists and it's implicit. And these are the things that come out in stories like this and decisions like this by billionaire owners who grew up in the 50s, the 40s, 50s, and 60s. All right, we've talked about the problem. On the other side of the break, I want to talk about any ideas for a solution. I saw you tweeting about the Rooney Rule last night. I know the Rooney Rule was done with, uh, with good intentions, but uh, clearly it is not necessarily leading to, I think, the goal that the Rooney family wanted it to lead to. And now you have... Well, 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 Tim, look, it's leading to that goal for one family, and it's the Rooney family. Right, yeah, <laughs> things have gone well in the Tomlin era, but, but yes, yeah, you're there, right. There's one organization, there's one organization who's following the Rooney rule and its spirit to a T. And those are the roomies. And we will talk about that on the other side of the break. Plus, read a, a number of texts. We're getting a bunch of texts, as you might expect. We'll read some of those. So if you have thoughts on what Tayoka has had to say, what I have had to say, please text in 65780. Tim McKernan with you. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
Welcome back to 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan with you here on the show. Tyoka Jackson, kind enough to stick around for a second segment. He is on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. You're welcome to text into the Air Comfort Service text line with your thoughts on our conversation, 65780, talking about the Brian Flores suit. Tyoka, you were talking last night on Twitter about the Rooney Rule, and we talked about it leading into our commercial break. We acknowledge that there is, at the very least, a mathematical phenomenon with one head coach being black in the NFL, uh, if not ulterior motives, implicit bias, as you were talking about. What, in your opinion, would be a solution or at least a way for wrongs to be righted if you see a potential solution out there? Well, first of all, let's wrap our head around the fact that white billionaire owners have to create a rule to police themselves, to force themselves to even interview black candidates. Just think about that for a second. Just they're creating a rule to force themselves to do the right thing. Okay. So 32 NFL teams, one black head coach, 11 black defensive coordinators out of 32 teams, and four black offensive coordinators. Now, you know, you've been covering NFL for a long time, Tim. The quickest way to become an NFL head coach is through what? Defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator? Oh, really? Now, so, th- so you were saying that there is actually a, a stepping stone that's better than the other? No, I'm sitting here saying to you that there are only four offensive coordinators in the, in the NFL. Okay, okay. His way to become a, a head coach. Yes, of course, absolutely. <laughs> so that, that is that is that you're on the doorstep at that point. That's right. So that's telling as well. I just want to show you the pipeline is also. Being okay, so 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 therefore you're saying with 60, 64 positions when you thirty two mm-hmm. times two, the math is fifteen. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. But even more importantly, there's only four offensive coordinators. Okay. In fact, we, we've seen teams hire special teams coaches as their head coach rather than give an opportunity to a deserving African-American coach. Okay. So, but back to your question, it was about solutions. The only solution that I see to all of this is increasing black ownership. That's the only way, because again, when you are a woman and you wake up every day, it's not a far-fetched idea to understand that women's issues and women's rights and equality may be at the forefront of your mind every day. That, that's not a, a far-fetched argument. Right. right? I follow and that. So, and so, yeah. And so as a man, I, I mean, I, I do care about equality for women, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that's the number one issue in my mind every single day. That's BS. So why would I expect it to be equality and uh, diversity and inclusion be at the top of white billionaire owners every single time they wake up. It's just not at the top of their agenda. I understand that. So what the NFL needs to do, Roger Goodell, you need to spearhead this real push to increase black ownership to at least one initially, but it's going to take three or four. And then, then things will change. That's the only way. And there are black owners out there waiting to happen. And I was talking about before, Robert Smith is the name I, I had forgotten. He's a billionaire in Denver. You got Bob Johnson, who used to own the, uh, used to be the Bobcats, now the Hornets, mm-hmm. right? The former BET founder. Uh, you, you know, Michael Jordan, I, I think he'd be a pretty good candidate. I think he could probably raise the funds. I think Jay-Z, as I said before, could probably find the money. Oprah could probably get it done. There are others that I, that I haven't named. So Magic Johnson, is, uh, he could buy out Spanos. Come on. So, so don't tell me that there aren't candidates. Don't tell me that it's no diversity because they just aren't out there. They're there. The owners don't want it. 
and, and that's the bottom line. It, to, today's, to today, to this conversation, the owners have not wanted a black owner in the NFL. That's the problem. And everything else, including Brian Flores, it trickles down to that. So taking, and I recognize that, that's of course going to take, I mean, it, you know, maybe there will be a black owner with, with Robert Smith in Denver. Maybe not. We don't know. That, that, that's more of a macro long-term. Short-term with mm-hmm. regards to the Rooney rule. I just have a tough, but I mean, it has to be the case just mathematically. I, in, in 2022 for me, but like you said, you don't wake up thinking about women's issues. I don't wake up thinking about minorities' issues, so we're talking about mm-hmm. our implicit biases. I just, mm-hmm. If I'm an owner, I just want to win, even if deep down I'm like, man, I'm really not a big fan of black people, but hell, this guy's the mm-hmm. best, and that's going to allow me to win. So it just strikes me as just so strange that you only have one black head coach. With that said, what can be done with the Rooney rule? Is this, does the Rooney rule work? Should it be tossed? I mean, what, what is your thoughts on the rule? I wouldn't toss it, but let's not sit here and, and you know believe that it's anything but just a toothless rule. It's, it's, it's only meaningful to people that care. And if you care, the Rooney's care. <laughs> that's why they created the rule. And that's why they don't have a problem having a black head coach. Even if he struggles, even if he barely misses the playoffs, even what, which hasn't happened, but <laughs> and that's a whole other thing. I mean, the only black head coach we have in the National Football League is a guy who never missed the playoffs. I He's mean, never so had a losing have, season. All right, come on, man. Stop it. Yeah, he never had a losing season. Okay, so, I mean, this is ridiculous. But anyway, it, the, the Rooney rule only matters if you care about diversity. If you don't, then you do things like the Broncos did. You show up to uh, Flores's, you know, his uh, interview drunk, late, and you have an interview that means nothing because you've already got your guy. Uh, or you do what the Giants did, and that's already had their guy, but you're still going to bring him in for an interview so that you don't get dinged and lose uh, draft picks. So, you know, those are organizations that don't care. Why would I think that that the other 31 are any different? Because I'm looking at them and I see no difference in their history. For the purpose, I don't even know if I'm playing devil's advocate so much as it's how I view things. But but Mm -hmm. if one wanted to lump it in, they go, well, that's a bigoted perspective. I, of course, don't think it is. Maybe you will think it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Is I, I, if somebody has identified the person they believe they want to hire to lead their football team, but they know they have to adhere to the Rooney Rule, they're mm-hmm. they're playing by the rules. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Brian, Brian Flores was the victim in the case of the uh, the Giants hire and the Bill Belichick right. text exchange. Right. I don't I, I don't know if th- from my standpoint, Tyoka, I don't see that as racism. Do you see it as racism? No, not in that particular. Okay, all right, yeah, and that's case. that's the that's the only one I'm citing on that one. The Broncos being hungover, I, I don't see that as racism. Well, well, but well, well, I just want to be clear. I just want to be clear. I'm not saying that any of those particular ones aren't racism. I just can't call it racism. Okay, all right, and all right. And and that's the world that we live in. That's the problem. This is see when it comes to racism and discrimination and institutionalized biases and racism, it, there's collateral damage on both sides. So if you're just a, a really good white guy who happens to be making the best decision, business decision for his organization, and it's now another white person, you might look like a racist when you're not. And that's unfortunate. And so we all suffer because of racism and because of the lack of diversity. That's why you bring black and brown people in. You bring women in and then watch how diverse things get. You see what I'm saying? I don't care if it's the NFL or any other organization. If you are constantly making decisions, and your room looks like white males only, 
then I can sit here and lob bombs from you to, uh, at you from the outside because I see what it looks like. But if you bring in the diversity, if you include people of color, if you are inclusive of other genders and uh, sexual orientations, then I can't lob those bombs. And be, but also what I know will follow is increased diversity. And here's what's most important, increased production. It's been proven all over the world. When you include diverse people from different backgrounds with different ideas and ideology, your production, no matter, again, if you're producing widgets or producing wins, they go up. All right. I want to read the text. I know you wanted to hear what the people had to say. Uh, it cuts both ways, although overwhelmingly positive. Uh, from the 314, you need Tayoka on every week. He is outstanding. That is from the 314. From the 314, a very good segment. Can get tired of this talk, but the allegations are appalling. Love hearing his perspective and your thoughts on the business side of it, because in the end, the NFL do whatever it has to do for the business. Uh, stop right there. Sir, I'm tired, too. I just want to say that back to you. I said, if you're tired, imagine being black in America. Well, I, grew, I, I wake up tired, bro. I wish I'd never spoke about this again. I'm so happy we don't talk about black quarterbacks again because it's not an issue anymore. They're there. Yeah. Let, please, let, let's stop talking about it because it's over. Go ahead. Sorry about no, that. No, no problem. Uh, the, the, I want your responses on it. Very good segment. King, uh, let's see, I read that one. Let's be honest. There were tons of people who changed stations when you brought this up today and were to have a guest on to discuss it. People don't want to change, sadly. That is from... The 608. Uh, man, Tayoka is so good at just breaking things down. Thanks. That comes from Stepdad Gary. Uh, here we got a dissenting uh, one. I'm just reading in order. Jackson, you can attest to this. Mm-hmm. I'm not picking and choosing. Yep. From the 636, is this a sports talk show or is this a why America and white people are evil show? That is from mm. the 636. Uh, mm. This is a great interview, by the way, also from the 636, different phone number. Um, Tayoka is Shad would Shad Khan count as being brown by your definition? The owner of the Jaguars who nearly bought the Rams and then uh, Stan Kroenke exercised his right of first refusal. So in that case, uh, I would imagine you would concede yeah, that that's they respond to that. that yeah, what, yeah. With all due apologies to to, to uh, Mr. Khan, yeah, I would I would certainly include him as brown. He's not African American. He's not Hispanic, but that doesn't matter. He's brown. Yes. Yeah, so there is one. Um, and where is, where is Mr. Khan from? Is he Pakistan. from the United States? Pakistan. Okay, so he, he, yeah, so that's great. So that's diversity. There, there's one. There you go. There's one. Now, uh, my question to Mr. Khan is, why haven't you hired Byron Leftwich? I, I don't. Can you please explain, Mr. Khan? I uh, he played for your team. Um, he's won a Super Bowl. Um, he's coached the greatest quarterback of all time, and. and He's had some of his best seasons of his career under his tutelage. I just, you know, so to, the, to the answer the question about is this a sports show, yeah, this is a sports show. Byron Leftwich is a offensive coordinator in the National Football League who can't get hired as a head coach. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is a Super Bowl-winning offensive coordinator in the National Football League who can't get hired as a head coach. Uh, so, yes, this is a sports show, and – Unfortunately for your ears, there are a lot of issues that go into sports, including money and race and equity and gender. I know it's burning your ears, but, you know, it's sports and it all is related, sir. Final question, because we are out of time. Uh, Does this, and this comes from the 304, does this Flores lawsuit affect his ability to get another head coaching job now, in your opinion? (laughs) You think he will ever be a head coach again? No. 
Oh, wow, you instantaneously called that one. Absolutely not. And this is why I, in my initial tweet, said that Brian Flores is the Colin Kaepernick of football coaches. He fell on the sword. It's over. He he took one for the culture. He's done. Smartly, he waited until he had concrete evidence that when shown to a jury of his peers would be very compelling, right? We all can say, hey, I was a victim of racism, but like I said at the top of the show, it's really hard to prove it. Well, he's got receipts, like for real, for real receipts. Uh, And you're talking about the Belichick tax showing that he was going to get the interview even though they had decided to hire Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dable. That's exactly right. And so he will get paid. It will never see the light of uh, or the dimly lit uh, courtroom, (laughs) the lawsuit. He'll get paid, and that will be the end of his cause or his uh, NFL career. I I would be shocked if he shows up at a uh, predominantly white institution in terms of college, but maybe we'll see. But, but he will never coach in the National Football League again, and he'll be well compensated for it. All right, Tayoka, man, we could go on for hours, but uh, we are on a clock, and we got to go. As always, I love the conversation. Thank you so much for the time this morning, man. And, Tim, let me say this, man. There aren't a lot of guys who will bring someone on to talk about this subject, and so kudos to you. That's why we're cool, man, because you don't always agree with me, and I don't always agree with you, but you're willing to have conversations about very important things that affect our country and our culture outside of blocking and tackling and scoring touchdowns. And and for that, I respect the hell of you, man. And that's why when you call them, I always pick up, bro. I appreciate that, Tayoko. Those are very kind sentiments. And uh, I think we all can agree. We hope the Bengals win here in uh, in 12 days. Am I correct? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> what whoa, happened? Whoa. What happened? All of a sudden, all of a sudden. There's one of those disagreements. There's there one of those disagreements right there. There it is. I look forward right to talking again, man. <laughs> My pleasure, bro. There he is. Tayoka Jackson with us here. We got to take a break. Uh, what'd your grandma think on the other side of the break? This is 101 ESPN. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.